0: This is from Noor With Love, the podcast that aims to help you discover the light within you because you're awesome, living the life you deserve and loving who you are. Assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Noor With Love, the podcast where I share tools that you and I both can use to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as you know, season two is all about Powerhouse Muslimas who are adding value to our Ummah. And today I have the fabulous Fatima with me from Elm Street. She is a homeschooler, a creative teacher, and she encourages critical thinking through holistic education. And she's a children's book author as well as a transformational coach. Wow, I'm really impressed. Welcome to From Noor with Love, Fatima. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: JazakAllah khair, Sister Noor, for having me. This is such a pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast, mashallah.
0: It's a pleasure as well, Fatima. I'm a real admirer of your work and I love what you're doing. Tell us more about your work as a holistic educator. What is a holistic educator?
1: JazakAllah khair. So, you know, usually uh, when people send their kids to school, their focus becomes, oh, my child needs to be fed information that is what actually happens in you know reality kids go to school for information gain and uh, not necessarily i mean mashallah some schools are trying to address this and they do have uh you know different programs for mental health and just overall development and all that but I decided to homeschool when I had my kids because I wanted to focus on holistic education. When I say holistic education, I mean just being a parent plus an educator at the same time. So, you know, the when you're educating your kids, you are not in mind like teaching them science and math and language arts and all that. But you're also factoring in their emotions and their spirituality and just, you know, general holistic upbringing of a child. Basically, I would say what a parent usually does, but just adding in the education aspect as well, which we usually depend on schools to do. So this is what I mean by holistic education. So now what I do at Ilm Street is, I tell my parents this too, is I do not like to separate different subjects like, oh, Islamic studies. Oh, I'm teaching fiqh or I'm teaching Quran or I'm teaching science or I'm teaching math. The courses I design are designed in such a way that even if we are teaching Quran, I focus on their you know, emotional well-being or their mental well-being. And even through the Quran, you can learn, you know, subjects that they would usually learn at school, like science or history or social studies and things like that. Now, um, same thing, even in my Arabic classes, like I teach Arabic classes and in my Arabic classes, through the language, I bring um, topics of, social justice, and you know, different things like that. So that's what I mean by holistic education.
0: MashaAllah, I love your approach to education. And it's definitely about educating the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally. Tell us some more about your upcoming courses And what the mission is behind the courses that you've created, in particular Ramadan showers.
1: Okay. JazakAllah khair. So the upcoming course, which, you know, I just announced recently, is especially designed for Ramadan. Uh, It's called Ramadan showers. And what I'm hoping to do in that is every day, we are going to be so you know basically the quran has 30 ajza 30 juz 30 parts and ramadan has 30 days right so the intention and you know my vision for the course is for the kids to get acquainted with the whole quran you know quran is not something that we can learn in a month right but you can still give them a taste of it so i you know i in my promotional video i call it you know finding treasures from the quran each day so inshallah the goal is to you know focus on a few topics from each juz kind of give a gist of each juz in a kid-friendly way because mashallah there is a lot of uh such programs and even you know um series on youtube and stuff where kids can i mean not for kids but for adults uh you know uh, scholars going over just a day and stuff like that but this is going to be specially designed for kids we're going to be having art and craft activities to help You know, make what they learn strong in their heads because I always believe in you know kinesthetic way of learning, hands on and doing activities that connects what they learn uh, to themselves, right? Because they're when they do arts and crafts and hands on stuff, they are basically with their whole self, with their whole physical self, they are connecting to what they're learning. And then there's going to be games, cahoots, and all that. We're going to be giving away prizes. Um, for older kids so this course is being designed for kids over the age of six years all the way to 14 15 years inshallah so for the older kids you know I'm going to be encouraging them and providing them with samples for Quran journaling so you know that's what is um, in the works Uh, and I'm very excited about this because you know alhamdulillah um, I have four kids myself And I have been doing this with them. It's been a Ramadan tradition in our household, alhamdulillah, where we uh, do this every Ramadan. And, you know, I I decided, okay, I want to, you know, share it with others as well. And yeah, last year, actually, I put my the videos that I was just, you know, doing all this with my kids on YouTube. And, you know, I received good feedback. And so, you know, I just decided to take it to the next level and make it accessible for all children, inshallah, and all families, really. This is also about, you know, bonding together in Ramadan around the Quran as a family. And I talk about that a lot in my posts as well. Uh, you know, really bonding and creating that uh, highe experience, that cozy experience around Ramadan for the kids. Uh, inshallah that's the goal
0: I really love that especially the part about finding treasures in the Quran daily you mentioned that this course grew out of your own family tradition and for those parents out there share with them what the benefits have been for you as a family connecting spiritually with your children in Ramadan
1: yes alhamdulillah um you know, my kids really look forward to doing this. For them, when I say Ramadan, of course, you know, as kids, they associate Ramadan, you know, with decor and gifts and Tarawi and community events and whatnot. But they they know that this is a very integral part of their Ramadan. And that's, that's the goal behind it as well, because... After all, Ramadan is the month of the Quran, right? So that's the, you know, and that's the biggest thing I see in doing this and, you know, in establishing this as a tradition uh, is they know that Ramadan is the time they get to uh, bond more with the Quran and obviously take it outside of Ramadan as well, but you know, just to make it, you know, more special in Ramadan. And because it's, it is associated with uh, family bonding and, you know, just being cozy, um, I, I do make sure to, you know, I try, Alhamdulillah, I know it might not be practical for everybody, but I try to have a more laid back schedule in Ramadan. Obviously for, you know, as, as moms, There's less cooking and all that. So that itself helps. But even otherwise, like, you know, even when it comes to their school, and that's why I said this might not be practical for everybody, but because we homeschool, Ramadan is like our summer break. And um, so those are the benefits, really. Like we have a, you know, less busier schedule and we try to incorporate more Quran and so everything is revolving around Ibadah and Ramadan. It's like a retreat time, you know, uh, Alhamdulillah. So this is the benefit I see. Um, and, and the kids know that, uh, you know, we sleep in together more. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, uh, like an area at home. Uh, so that that's uh, that's kind of. Yeah, that's. And, you know, that's what I would say for others as well. Like We don't have to think about going all fancy and getting you know, expensive Ramadan accessories and decor and whatnot, but just creating that vibe, that environment, that coziness uh, at home, inshallah, uh, and incorporating Quran, uh, that will give them that positive experience with the Quran also. Inshallah. And yeah because a lot of times i do see that you know kids come to me with they don't want to do quran right and that's because the right environment was not necessarily uh you know created around the quran so yeah these are the some some inshallah i hope that people will find that success.
0: i love that you're creating a relationship around the quran
1: Yes. Yes. So true. May Allah make us all among the people of the Quran, because there's always, you know, more you can do and more you can be close to the Quran. And, you know, I don't want to you know, claim perfection or anything. And this is not supposed to uh, sound like that, or it's not supposed to be burdensome for anybody. But even if it's a little bit, that little bit, just creating that positive and cozy environment, which, you know, kids thrive on the love and the hugs and the touch and, you know, all that more in Ramadan. (laughs) That's what I would say. And that, I guess, takes us to, you know, the topic of how moms spend Ramadan. Because if mom is overwhelmed or burdened with a lot of other things to do, Fancy meals to cook and all that, then it becomes hard for her. So, you know, moms also should be utilizing this uh, in the, the way that Ramadan was meant to be taking a break from, you know, being in the kitchen all the time and uh, being able to concentrate more on ibadah and things like that, inshallah. <laughs>
0: Thank you. That is such a wonderful reminder, especially for those moms out there. Now, I'm wondering, how can your Ramadan showers course help moms to slow down? Okay, so
1: to be honest, that aspect in in itself is not really included in the course, but but I would say that this course is for some is something that the whole family can sit together and enjoy, do the activities together. Uh, Moms and older kids can actually do the journaling of the Quran together. And so in that way, yes, it does help uh, take care of that aspect of, uh, you know, having that relationship with the Qur'an and also by the end of Ramadan feeling like, oh, I I didn't just read through the whole Qur'an I have learned something more like, of course, reading the Qur'an by itself is a rewardable act and mashallah, even, you know it has benefits for the uh, emotions and mental health and all that, but you know, inshallah, by the end of Ramadan I want families to be able to feel like, oh, alhamdulillah, you know, we went through the whole Qur'an We reflected more than usual. We actually gained um, more insight and, you know, took away more lessons from the Quran, which is the ultimate purpose of the Quran, right? So in that sense, yes, I, inshallah, the hope is for, uh, that's why even as I'm, you know, recording my videos and stuff, my, I have the whole family in mind. And even though it is designed for kids, I have the whole family in mind. So, you know, I want this to be something that the whole family can enjoy together. So, yes, in that sense, it will help the whole family. But apart from that, you know, moms should, inshallah, like, you know, as Ramadan is approaching, I hear a lot of moms start talking about, oh, I need recipes. I need, um, you know, easy and quick recipes for suhoor and iftar. And, you know, moms do have that pressure on them. And so for that, what I would like to say is, uh, yes, there are a lot of easy and uh, simple recipes. And that's the key, like really not getting into elaborate cooking time in the kitchen. Uh, I try to go to the kitchen just um, like maximum of an hour before iftar. And the reason I'm able to like, you know, just finish everything <laughs> in an hour or something is sometimes even less than that, is because I don't like to spend too much time in the kitchen. Be- uh, I mean, you know, with the cooking, because cooking then would lead to uh, elaborate cooking, would lead to more cleaning, and that would just tire us out, right? We are fasting two long hours if you live in the, uh, you know, northern hemisphere. Right now, I mean, you know, now that it's not going to be in the depth of summer anymore, it is reducing, the time is reducing. But still, you know, as moms, you are holding the fort for the whole family. And it's so important that we have that time for spirituality ourselves. And so, you know, we should try to avoid too much cooking and making Ramadan about the food itself and, you know, going for easy recipes, but also incorporating cooperating healthier eating styles and when you eat healthier food it automatically gives you more energy for uh you know standing up and praying in the night and you know and more just in general and you know doing all these other things that you want to do with the kids like ramadan related and quran all that uh inshallah and and that's why uh if i may say Uh, I actually designed a sunnah foods class and I wanted to teach it to kids before Ramadan uh, so that in Ramadan they are ready with, you know, just not just recipes, but really, uh, you know, looking at food as a source of nourishment and not just, you know, filling up your tummy and not just going with know, being more intentional about food choices.
0: I most certainly agree with that. That's a very valid point. I was intrigued by your mention of sunnah foods. What are sunnah foods? And what do you teach in your sunnah foods course?
1: Sunnah foods, uh, I call it sunnah foods cooking adventure class. Uh, And mashallah, like It was meant to be a course for kids uh, over seven, um, seven to, you know, any age kids. But mashallah, what I've been noticing is moms are attending with them, too. And moms are having a good time, too, with their kids. And so mashallah. Even though that was not part of my intention, I'm noticing that, mashallah, it's actually created a bonding experience between mom and kids. And they, they come to class and cook together. I mean, some of the kids are cooking independently, but some of them uh, have their moms with them. And it's very beautiful to you know see how mom and kids are working together. Some of the moms tell me that they have been wanting to do this with their kids for some time. But, you know, it, it just gets put in the burner when you are overwhelmed and have too much going on. You're like, OK, I'll do it later. I'll get it, to it later. Right. So and at the same time, we talk about the sunnah foods, When sunnah foods, meaning the foods that Rasulullah sallallahu incorporated in his diet. The, uh, the food that Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned in hadith or some of the food that is mentioned in the Qur'an. Uh, and, you know, some of the food that uh, like, for example, even garlic and onions, they are mentioned in the Sunnah uh, and they have their benefits. Uh, but, you know, there is clear instruction on, OK, make sure you wash your mouth well when you eat uh, anything with garlic and things like that. So really learning etiquettes around the food and also uh, like looking at the modern research, scientific research um, of some of these foods. And so this course has, and then they, once they have the theory part where they learn the benefits of a sunnah food, and then we cook something together using that sunnah food. Sometimes we use more than a sunnah food, uh, but that's what this course has been about. And even in the beginning, when i was putting the course out there this is what i said inshallah in ramadan the kids who attended this course are going to be able to uh, participate more in the kitchen so every week for example i asked the kids okay so we over the last one week apart from the class did you cook anything for your family you know things like that or were you more mindful of what, what you were eating because you are what you eat, right? So uh, things like that, just to make kids from the get-go, inshallah, more intentional about their food choices. Because subhanallah, I believe as adults, a lot of us suffer because of this. Yes, we did learn maybe a session or two in our science class about health, uh, like balanced diet, but that was about it, right? Uh, This course is being immersed the kids are being immersed in it for a whole, almost three months. So, um, and, you know, change, bringing change or learning a concept takes, you know, time. You cannot just do it in a session. And so, yeah, that's the intention uh, behind this course. And inshallah, that's what I hope to achieve. And alhamdulillah, I'm, you know, receiving a lot of good feedback. Uh, when I started this course, I, you know, I thought, okay, maybe I'll do it this once. and But Alhamdulillah, I'm having a waiting list. <laughs> and inshallah, I hope to do another one in the fall as well.
0: MashaAllah, that's great. And I love this whole thing of teaching children at a young age to eat well, plus helping moms to bond with their kids. You and I also spoke previously about the mental well-being of children, Tell us more about your vision of the mental health of children.
1: Okay. Jazakallah uh, khair for asking uh, about that. And subhanallah, especially our kids right now, they're going through a pandemic and all that. And um, mental health is so important. Like uh, a lot of us as adults go through mental health uh, challenges these days because you know, that awareness did not exist back then. Uh, again, like maybe when we were defined, like maybe as kids, when we were, when the word health was defined, yes, mental, physical, emotional was included, but there was really not much emphasis on the mental health being of, um, you know, of us as human beings, right? And even, um, uh, even, As, you know, as Muslims, uh, even in our adulthood, people are taught that, oh, you know what, read the Quran, you'll have good health, mental, uh, you know, good mental health. And if you are going through a mental health challenge, uh, oh, it's because you're not doing enough adhkar or you have to read the Quran more. Like there's this tendency to connect mental health issues to your spirituality alone or your religiosity. And yes, I'm not denying that at at like 100%. There is a part of, um, you know, spirituality and being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does help with your mental health situation. And, you know, overall for, you know, somebody who is not going through, you know, mental health challenges, it does help. Alhamdulillah, Quran is shifa and a cure for, it's a healing for anything you are going through. But at the same time, uh, a lot of you know some of the mental health uh, problems or issues that people face today are as a result of some trauma or something that happened as they were growing up. And so you know, I am just in general intuitive. I've gone through you know some pretty uh, messy stuff myself so, yeah, your experiences build you right so as um I'm very intuitive to how the kids feel even though we are having our classes online uh I I do keep and I'm not really you know I'm not like a classroom teacher or something my classes are all like interactions of maximum of an hour with the kids but But some of my regular students, I do make it a point to, you know, if I notice something, I can, you know, if I feel something, then I do contact the parents and talk to them about it. And I tell them that, you know, and a lot of times when I have done that, I've realized that subhanAllah, when I call up the mom and I talk to them and say that I think your daughter or your son uh, has... You know, is going through something, and they're like, Oh, how do you understand that? You are like, you know, just one hour, you're teaching Arabic, and you're te- <laughs> or you're teaching Quran, and you're telling me that. And so, I tell, I actually try to because, you know, I'm a coach also on the side. So, when I talk to the mom, I realize that a lot of times the mom is going through something, and that is being projected on the kids. And so that's where my coaching experience comes into place because and then the moms thank me later because, you know, I don't call them up and first itself say that, OK, I think your daughter or your son is going through something. I call them up to check on them because, you know, I, ha- I feel that intuitively that they must be going through, uh, they must be going through something. And that could be, as a family, and that could be what is affecting their child. And this is how I, you know, focus on their mental health being as well. And by the time I'm done talking with their mom, mom is in a better place. At the same time, I do not want to guilt trip the mom, right? I tell them, no, it's totally fine what you're going through. It just has an effect on your child. And, you know, it's okay. The child becomes resilient. But my focus is also at that point to take care of the mom herself and once the mom is able to figure out what's going on with her then she is able to you know be there in a better way for her child too and that's why as mom's self-care and taking care of yourself is so important because you are the one who is holding the fort for your children right yeah and you know some of the things I do for you know ensuring that my students because you know I become very attached to them <laughs> once I start teaching them after a few months they are my children and so you know I care about them like how I would care about my own children they are amana upon me and yeah so if I notice something I don't shy away from having a conversation obviously you have to use wisdom uh, but yeah that's how it is <laughs> alhamdulillah A few other ways that I try to, you know, keep in mind the mental health of our children. My students are uh, asking them about how their day has been going, how they have been doing in school, because, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a challenge. Uh, Teachers are still required to complete their curriculum and the syllabus and whatnot. And so, As it is, you know, attending online classes, it can be quite overwhelming. So and inshallah, once the pandemic situation is gone, I still hope to inshallah, you know, incorporate these things and just having that light uh, mood, a relaxing mood in class and, you know, getting the kids to laugh and make friends and share things with each other. Uh, of course, you know, by respecting the privacy of the child and their families. um, You know, these are some things I do. And then another practice I try to bring into the class is gratitude journaling. And so we keep talking about gratitude and, uh, you know, self-regulation and uh, things like that. And also, you know, constantly reminding them about you know how much allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there for them ready to listen to them and you know just things like that and you know i i feel like uh even as teachers instead of especially given the times that our kids are going through instead of focusing on having to finish the syllabus and curriculum which i understand teachers are still required to do um but they you know we as teachers need to focus on the child's mental health as well and try to you know create that atmosphere and environment for them in class where they can converse with each other. And uh, really the fo- instead of the focus being on absorbing uh, information, uh, which is you know basically what they're supposed to learn their, as part of their curriculum. Really focusing on mindfulness and you know self regulation, and oh, uh, yeah. So these are some of the ways that I, uh, you know, I keep in mind and I'm mindful of these things, and I do tell the parents who want to enroll that too. Like, uh, yes, I do aim to finish Juzama by this time. At the same time, I want them to be able to enjoy and really connect with the suras. And not having to rush because, you know, my classes are in the evening after their school hours. And so I I don't want them to be, you know, this shouldn't become uh, an extra burden or just like any other, you know, subject. I want them, while learning, I want them to be able to enjoy as well and uh, kind of have that environment where yeah, they come in. Of course, to learn, but at the same time to relax as well. So sometimes uh, while teaching them tafsir, I'll maybe have them do paintings, uh, uh, even for the older kids, you know, just so that they relax. You know, when you do some, when you are creating something, when you create art, your body relaxes. And that is very crucial and vital for the you know, the human brain for their bodies and all that.
0: You know, I really find that very inspiring. And I hope that other people are inspired as well, because so many people shy away from those difficult conversations. May Allah reward you, Amin. And I'm curious, you sparked my curiosity. Do you have any other courses?
1: So the Sunnah foods and the, you know, the Ramadan program, and then, you know, I also have like a Shamail program. Uh, Those are like, you know, three-month programs. And it, you know, so they, people can register for them and it's like a three-month or 10-week course. Uh, Apart from that, I have like ongoing Arabic classes and Tafsir classes, Alhamdulillah. So arabic for example i started last august when things went online that's when i started teaching arabic it just happened from a request of a couple of moms which turned out to then become a you know a whole class alhamdulillah mashallah the kids came to me with not knowing any arabic not even their colors and mashallah now they are doing intermediate um arabic we go into a lot of grammar once again like you know i try to incorporate arts and hands on stuff like so, so for example if they were learning about my home baiti then they all made doll houses with the bedrooms and you know with the things in the bedroom the idea was for them to be able to introduce uh, their home and say what's in their home in arabic alhamdulillah and you know similarly we go by theme by theme so we are we just finished over zoo theme and now we are doing sea creatures so you know they they get their vocabulary and then i just keep uh incorporating different grammatical concepts and and then i have tafsir classes for two uh, age groups one is for the younger kids where we do tafsir with art that's what it is called tafsir with art and then for the older kids uh so uh, apart from the arabic class uh, the other ongoing class i have is two tafsir classes uh, one is for the younger kids and that class is called tafsir with art so every class we do art that is related to the tafsir and then the other tafsir class which is for older kids we don't do art as often as i would like to uh, because i want them to inshallah also you know cover tafsir and all that we we do one art maybe uh, once in two months but I focus on you know critical thinking and um, you know because we, we don't want the kids to just be blind followers of Islam so you know if a certain thing is being mentioned in the Quran I ask them why do you think this is being mentioned because they should be able it might sound like oh I'm putting doubts into their heads but they need to be able to really from the bottom of the heart without any doubt, not just heart, but even their mind and using their intellect, they need to feel that Islam is indeed the true religion, right? Because we live in a world where uh, atheism and all these other theisms are on the rise. And so the kids really need to have that strong uh, foundation, in Islam and in you know the belief and all that, so we do group discussions. I put them in breakout rooms and uh, you know I ask them like, why is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about the hell fire all the you know in many places? Is because a lot of kids have you know do grow up like as adults we know that um, you know we grew up thinking that oh it's all about Allah is going to punish and you know so when Allah is talking about punishment is that is also his mercy because he is he wants us to know uh, that this is the consequence and so in fact it is you know him talking about giving the descriptions of the hellfire and all that it's actually a merciful act of our uh, you know of Rahman so you know things like that so Uh, just making them really think critically than just accepting what it is because we might think that they are accepting and we have done our job but when they go to school that's not what they are exposed to and so islam becomes uh not something that they turn towards it just becomes something that uh oh my mom and dad want me to do this and so you know i have to do this kind of uh, thing and the the connection they feel with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it can you know basic, they can miss out on those important aspects if tafsir or if reflecting upon Quran is not taught to them in the proper way so yeah these are you know some of the classes that I'm doing inshallah you know I, I do have more ideas uh, and but I'm kind of holding off till uh, you know after summer inshallah
0: Thank you for that last point of giving deep thought of what it means to be a Muslim. I, that really resonates with me.
1: Yes, and Jazakallah khair. No, Thank I you just wanted to say that, uh, you know, in the end, uh, even if it may sound like, you know, uh, um, serving kids or whatever, in the end, it is me who benefit the most, subhanallah, like, you know, because um, the best, I-, I feel like The best way to be a good student is to start teaching and when you because when you start teaching you are actually learning (laughs) more than you teach subhanallah and it's a pleasure to you know uh, and it's an honor that you know parents trust me with their children and i'm able to connect with so many little teachers (laughs) alhamdulillah (laughs)
0: Sister, I'm really happy you joined us today and thank you for being on from Noor with Love. It's been really lovely and inspiring talking to you. Now, if someone wants to sign up for one of your courses or get in touch, how can they do that?
1: On Instagram, I am Ilmstreet. My handle is Ilm Street. I also have a website, www.ilmstreet.com, I L M S T-R-E-E-T that's my website and so there's a contact page on the website all the courses information is on there and uh, yeah we should be able to take it from there inshallah and yeah the Ramadan course specifically because obviously the other courses do have a specific timing so depending on where you live in which part of the world the timings might work Uh, or not there's always an option to opt for recorded classes but obviously you know um, the live interaction uh, is very important as well but the Ramadan course on the other hand the course itself is going to be recorded uh, 30 days for 30 uh, juz that's how it is going to be inshallah but to make up for that live interaction component we are going to be doing eight live sessions in the month. It's going to be on Thursdays and Sundays. And I have not determined the time yet for that because, and I will, once we get closer to Ramadan, I want to be able to incorporate, uh, you know, include people from registering from different parts of the world. So one of the timings might be something that works for people in the UK or, you know, And if there is enough interest and if there are a lot of people registering, I might even end up, inshallah, offering more than eight live sessions just so that everybody is able to participate. Apart from the recorded uh, sessions of the 30 ajzah, the one uh, day, we are also going to be doing eight live sessions. And uh, it's going to be on Thursdays and Sundays. I have not yet determined the time for that because I want to be able to look at where most people are registering from, and accordingly uh, set the time for that, just to give an opportunity for people from all over the world, inshallah. Because you know, usually my classes, all other classes, are at PST California time, US uh, Pacific Standard Time. So for this class, though, you know, inshallah, I am hoping. Or, you know, people from other parts of the world are able to benefit too, inshallah. And I want them to be able to participate in the live sessions and all that. But the live sessions are, to be honest, just a bonus offered. Uh, Ramadan is all about, you know, know, just uh, bonding with your family and doing the Quran together. And even if you're going to miss out on the live sessions, you will still be able to benefit from the course because there's 30 sessions there's going to be active uh, ideas for activities and quran journaling and whatnot inshallah
0: Thank you so much, sis. It's been amazing. And for the listeners out there, the sister did have a very lovely goodbye, but unfortunately the sound merged, so I had to splice that out. But she was wonderful. Thank you so much, and be sure to check out her website. Now, this has been from Noor with Love. I love hearing from you guys, so drop me a note. Let me know what you're thinking. And until next week, inshallah. My name is Noor from Life Coaching with Noor and you have been listening to From Noor With Love. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week inshallah. Have a beautiful day.